Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive in today's Morning with Jesus. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Jesus. I am so excited that we are here this morning to study Joshua chapter 14. Can you guys believe it? We are already in Joshua chapter 14, and there's only 24 chapters in Joshua. So like we're like halfway there, which is amazing. Um, And I just want to say good morning to you guys. If this is your first time here, hello and welcome. My name is Dominique Young, and I'm excited to study Joshua chapter 14 with y'all. So yeah, if you want to study the Bible, you're in the right place. But before we do that, I want to say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Latrice. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Bevy. Good morning, Tess. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Kai. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Nidia. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Medea. Good morning, Anastasia. Good morning, Celia. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning, Sue. So excited. Good morning, Cheryl. So excited to see you guys this morning. And if you've ever been here with us, you know how we like to start our time. Let's start our time with a little bit of gratitude. What are you grateful to God for this morning? What are you grateful to God for this morning? Mm. Bevy says, I am so grateful to God for a healthy life and surrounded by loving and caring family. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I will have to say, I also, I am so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my, my husband and just, I'm grateful for each and every one of you guys and being able to get on every morning and study the Bible alongside of you guys. And you know what? I studied a little bit before we got on and now we're studying again. And I'm like, I'm really excited to see what God is going to do in this chapter. So I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for this time. I'm grateful for it all. Amen. Miss Margaret says, grateful to see you guys today. We are grateful to see you too. Virtually seeing everybody. So grateful. Brandy says, I'm grateful for a wonderful weekend spent with family and friends. Hallelujah. Donita said, I'm grateful for a good weekend and a time spent with my best friend. Oh, yay. Best friend time is the best. Joanne says, I'm grateful for God's faithfulness, even when I was faithless. Woo, come on. Raquel says, I'm grateful for his help in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. Janice says, I'm grateful for all the community God has provided for me 
always right on time, especially this community. We are grateful for you too, sis. If you don't know the amazing work that Janice is doing in the community, it's absolutely amazing. She has a trauma survivors book club. She's also one of the mentors. She gives so many great resources. So please check it out. She is constantly pouring into this community and we are so grateful for you. Celia says, I'm so grateful for rest and rejuvenation. I'm so relaxed after being in Georgia for almost an entire month. Woo, you were in Georgia for a month, girl. How's mom doing? I pray she is well. Um, you were in Georgia for a month. Oh, goodness. Well, all right. We're glad that you are back and you're resting and rejuvenated. Kai says, grateful to God for always hearing my prayers and acting. Amen. Lilith says, I am grateful to, to God for always waking me up early to talk with him before studying with you ladies. I love that, right? I love when God does that. Jessica says, good morning. Good morning to you, sis. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited to jump in to the scriptures with you guys this morning. I'm so excited about all the things that we are grateful for. Oh man, God is so good. Shanda says, I'm grateful that God is putting back together my broken pieces. Come on. He never gives up on us and loves us through it all. Whew. Yes, he does. Melissa says, slept very well. Thankful for love surrounding me that I can share light with others. Great conversation with my sons regularly. God's grace over loved ones. Amen. Audrey says, I'm grateful that my sister girlfriend received her doctorate degree this weekend. All right, sister girlfriend. We're grateful too. That is awesome. Latrice says, thank God for new mercies. Mondays always feel like a new beginning. It does, right? Just a fresh, like, whew, this feels fresh. Nydia says, I'm grateful for God showing what I wanted was not what I needed or what he had for me. Come on. Hallelujah. Anna says, grateful for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. CJ says, I'm grateful that I find I'm finally get the opportunity to get the help that I need. God is always on time. Always. Amen. Anastasia says, thankful for the desire to desire God. Come on. Thankful for the desire to desire God. Grateful for life and strength to push through all the morning sickness and now the flu. Thankful for strength. Amen. You said push through all the morning sickness. Hold on. You pregnant, Anastasia? Let us know. Maybe I missed something. Donita said, congrats to Audrey. Amen. Barb says, good morning. I'm grateful for God providing, especially when I move out the way to see him. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. All right, y'all. Don't let me stop your praise, but we are getting ready to pray in as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter 14. And I'm excited to jump into Joshua chapter 14 with you guys. I studied a little bit ahead and I, I, I learned something. I was like, oh, wait, I didn't know this. Um, so I'm excited um, to be studying alongside you guys. And I'm excited to see what God is going to reveal to each and every one of us. Um, oh, Anastasia said she shared it on Mornings with Jesus a couple weeks ago. I missed it. Or maybe I forgot she is pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations, Anastasia. That is so awesome. Congrats to you. Oh, wow. Okay. We got to get a running list of the, the women in faith promise that are pregnant. I would love, you know, to, to send you guys something. So, yes, please, if anybody would like to collect that list of women that are pregnant in faith mamas, 
Um, that would be awesome. I, I would just love to get something that send you guys. That's so great. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Amen. All right. I see all the congrats coming. I know that's right. Debbie says, please join me in prayer for our grandson, Joshua. Amen. That he would come into his own and find his niche in life. Amen. We will be praying. We will definitely be praying. And Tess is grateful for, grateful for a restful weekend with my husband for waking me up another day. Amen. Cheryl says, I'm grateful for God's grace and favor. Hallelujah. And lots of congratulations coming in for Anastasia. That is awesome. I'm so like sometimes these comments and things come in so fast on Mornings with Jesus. I miss some stuff. I miss some stuff, but I'm so grateful and congrats to you and new baby on the way and anybody else that is uh, pregnant and new baby on the way. Um, congratulations. Congratulations. Amen. Jessica says, grateful for God walking me through the spiritual maturation process. It doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I know he's in the midst. Come on. He is. Amen. He is in the midst. All right. Let's pray, y'all. But don't let me stop your praise. Remember, don't let me stop your praise. Don't let me stop your praise. Keep praising the Lord. Keep letting God know that you are grateful for him. And we're going to go ahead and pray as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter 14. All right, here we go. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Uh, first and foremost, we just thank you for who you are and how you're moving, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for your hand of protection over all of us, over Anastasia, Lord God, and as she is pregnant, Lord God, and anyone else here um, that is pregnant as well. Father, we thank you so much for your protection and your guidance, Lord. We lift up um, Joshua up to you, Lord God, and we pray, Father, along with his family, that you would lead and guide him and direct him in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just pray as we go into the book of Joshua, Lord, that you would lead us, guide us, direct us, show us things that we didn't know before. Lord God, open our eyes, draw us close to you. Father, one of my sisters said that we are grateful for the desire to desire you. Yes, Lord. Father, that is so true. We are all so grateful for the desire to desire you. And we know that that desire comes from you. And we are so thankful. We're thankful for this space that you have given us early in the morning to connect with one another. And Father, we are just grateful for you. We're just grateful for you. We're just so, 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 so grateful for you. So Lord God, we pray that you would lead us and guide us as we study the scriptures this morning, that you would do whatever you want to do, Lord, because where you lead, we will follow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, you guys, we are in Joshua chapter 14 today. If this is your first time reading uh, alongside of us, Faith Mamas, don't feel like you have to go catch up to all the other chapters. Like right here is good. You good. You're not behind. Right. So we are in Joshua chapter 14 today. If this is your first time with us, we read the chapter two times. The first time, we just soak it all in. We get a picture in our mind of what's happening. Then we move into the second time where we pick up our pens, our highlighters. We take notes. Um, then we go into a time of personal reflection where we can kind of look at those notes and, and study some words. And then we come back into a time of corporate reflection where we can share some of the things that we're learning, some of the questions that we have. Then we can see what God is going to do in that corporate reflection Time. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you're absolutely in the right place. 
I will be reading from the CSB translation, but you can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. All right, Joshua chapter 14. Here we go. The Israelites received these portions that the priest, Eleazar, Joshua, son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes gave them in the land of Canaan. Their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine and a half tribes, because Moses had given the inheritance to the two and a half tribes beyond the Jordan, but he gave no inheritance among them to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph became two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. No portion of the land was given to the Levites except cities to live in along with pasture lands for their cattle and livestock. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses and they divided the land. The descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, you know what the Lord promised Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land and I brought back an honest report. My brothers who went with me caused the people to lose heart, but I followed the Lord, my God, completely. On that day, Moses swore to me, the land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever because you have followed the Lord, my God, completely. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised. Since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle and for daily tasks is now as it was then. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day because you heard then that the Anakim are there as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron still belongs to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, as an inheritance today because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, completely. Hebron's name used to be Kirath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. After this, the land had rest from war. Hmm. Let's read this one more time. Joshua 14. The Israelites received these portions that the priest Eleazar, Joshua, son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes gave them in the land of Canaan. Their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine and a half tribes, because Moses had given the inheritance to the two and a half tribes beyond the Jordan, but he gave no inheritance among them to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph became two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. No portion of the land was given to the Levites, except cities to live in, along with pasture lands 
for their cattle and livestock. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses, and they divided the land. The descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord promised Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land, and I brought back an honest report. My brothers who went with me caused the people to lose heart, but I followed the Lord my God completely. On that day, Moses swore to me, the land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever, because you have followed the Lord my God completely. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised. Since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness, here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle for daily tasks is now as it was then. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day because you heard then that the Anakim are there as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron still belongs to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, as an inheritance today, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, completely. Hebron's name used to be Kirath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. After this, the land had rest from war. All right, let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to read the scriptures this morning for the opportunity to read alongside one another. And Father God, we ask that as we move into a time of reflection, that you would lead and guide our reflection time and that you would help us to see you, Lord, that you would help us to see you in the midst of the verses that are standing out, the questions that we may have, Lord, that you would lead and guide and direct us, Father. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, and we ask you to have your way this morning and in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's move into a time of personal reflection as we reflect on Joshua chapter 14. Here we go.
All right, we are back to talk about this chapter. It's a short chapter, but it's really, really powerful. And I'm excited to see what things are standing out to you guys. There's a couple of things that are standing out to me. One thing in particular where I was like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. So I'm really excited to to lean in and talk to you guys about this. Before we do, I want to give some quick background. So we didn't really read about Caleb because we went from Exodus um, to Joshua. So let's give a little background context to what's going on. So basically what happened was Moses sent these spies into the land of Canaan. And out of all the spies that came back, only Caleb and Joshua said, we are well able to take the land. Everybody else said, no, 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 we're not able to take this land. There's giants in the land. It's impossible. Do not go. We can't do it. And Caleb was like, no, we can do it with the Lord. We can do it. And unfortunately, the people believed the other spies and not Caleb. So because of Caleb's faithfulness, Caleb and Joshua's faithfulness, those were the only two out of that entire generation of adults at that time that actually are getting to see the promised land for themselves. And because of their boldness and faithfulness, God makes them a promise at that time. And now we're seeing Caleb basically saying, I remember the promise of the Lord. I am alive and I'm here to see it. And now I'm saying, hey, I want to, you know, and have the land that God gave me and my family. So that is where Caleb's story comes in, is that he was he was a part of that crew that died in the wilderness. But because of his boldness and because of his willingness to believe that even though there were giants in the land and all this stuff, he believed that because of God, they were able to take the land like God said. And so he and he gave a different report than everybody else around him. Um, and you we see him now, you know, in the promised land, whereas all those other spies that went with him are not there. And so that is a little bit of the background of Caleb's story. And now we're seeing Caleb talk to Joshua because he's like, hey, remember, remember what God said back then. So that is a little bit of background because we did skip over that story when we went from Exodus to Joshua, just in case you didn't know that story. It's a pretty, pretty powerful story. All right. Good morning, Alicia. So glad to see you. Amen. CJ says, verse 6 through 14, God remembers his promises. Come on. His word will not return void. Caleb waited 45 years for his promise to be fulfilled and lived to see God fulfill it. Come on. 45 years years. If we look at scripture, this is a pattern throughout scripture. Oftentimes it's not just God promises you the thing and then you get it tomorrow. Like think about Josh, uh, Joe, hold on, Joseph. Yep. Joseph waited, I think 23 years from the dream to actually being in second in command in Egypt, 23 years. And Mo, uh, Abraham waited 25 years from the time that God said he would have a son to the time he actually had a son. So these microwave promises that we are oftentimes waiting for are not really the biblical norm. We see these long extended periods of people waiting for the manifestation of the promises of God. You're talking about years. You're talking about, he, Caleb waited 45 years to this promise. 45 years to the promise. 
not to mention how long from when the prophets started prophesying about a, a savior to when the savior actually came. You're talking about years, generations even, right? So we the, the microwave promises um, are not the norm in scripture. Look, think about the amount of years that it took from David being anointed king to David actually being appointed king. Years. It didn't happen. It wasn't like, oh, you're anointed king and now you're king the next day. Mm-mm. Didn't happen that way for David, right? We're talking about, again, years have gone by. So when you, if you feel like you're waiting years, you are in good company. That is, that is the norm of scripture, right? Salius so is verse nine. You have followed the Lord, my God, completely. This is a reminder to do everything the Lord tells me to, not half of it. Come on. Lilith also, also says six through 14. Come on. Anastasia says, because he faithfully obeyed the Lord, the God of Israel, and verse 14 stands out to me. It pays to be obedient. The benefits of obedience can never be overemphasized. Yeah. Come on. Bevy says six through 12, Caleb gave Joshua a history lesson if he was unaware of what took place. And Caleb is talking to Joshua because Joshua was with him. So he says, he says, um, he says, you know what the Lord promised Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me, right? Because Joshua and Caleb were the only ones that had a positive report. And they were the only ones that went to this promised land. Only those two. So Caleb was like, you know, man, you were there. This is this is between you and I and the Lord, right? Bevy says, Caleb's faith remains unwavering and God kept him alive for 45 years years. Come on. Salia says, also, I love Caleb's boldness and reminding God of what he promised, right? Caleb wasn't like, well, let me just, um, I just wait and see if the Lord remembers. No, Caleb was like, we here. I remember what the Lord said. And I know that I serve a faithful God. So I'm just letting you know, Joshua, as you are divvying up the lands, don't forget about what God said to me and to my family. I love it. I love it. Donita said, Caleb's mentioning of being a scout of the land was interesting. Yes. So he was one of those spies that went out and scouted out the land. He saw the, he saw the giants in the land, which is, uh, they called them Nephilim, but basically the, they were basically saying that these are really big giants, right? They were not a lot of, well, we won't get into that, but they were really big giants in the land and Caleb, and he was like, we can do this. We can do this. We got it. And now Caleb, (laughs) this is how cool Caleb is. Look, now Caleb says, now give me this hill country in verse 12. Now give me this hill country. The Lord promised me on that day because you heard then that the Anakim are there as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Look, Caleb is asking for a plot of land that they haven't conquered. Where there are still giants, these Anakim, these are giants, right? These are actually, if you look at Goliath, Goliath is a Philistine, right? But he's actually a descendant. A lot of theologians believe he's a descendant of Anakim. And and this is basically a area that that they conquered. They're going to conquer, right? And the the giants would then go, the ones that were left over would then go running to um, Philistia. And that's how Goliath became known as a Philistine because they left 
Anakin because their land got taken and they went over there. So these are the big, they're huge. And and Caleb's over here like, well, I know they're still there, but you know. And <laughs> Caleb's boldness and he's 85. He's like, I'm still strong. I still got it. And Caleb was like, look, with God, I'm good. It doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter my age. I'm still as strong as I was back then. I love it. Caleb is not letting age like, oh, well, maybe I'm too old for the promise that God gave me. Oh, no. Caleb's like, mm-mm. No, sirree. No, sirree. I love Caleb. I'm telling you. My 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 oldest son, his middle name is Caleb. And I just, uh, this brother, man. Genesis verse 10 and 11. Caleb recognizes that it's God who kept him alive. Though all that generation died in the desert, God promised to give him the land. And Caleb claims that promise. Come on. Anna, Anna says, what stood out to me was that Caleb had to remind Joshua about the promise of God. It's okay to remind the Lord of what he promised us. Come on. Audrey says, verse 14, because Caleb followed the Lord, Hebron was his inheritance. If we continue to follow the Lord, trust him, land will be our inheritance too. Testimony for the believer. Come on. And God gave him a promise. So this is what we have to understand about Caleb. Caleb didn't demand a promise from God. He didn't demand things from God. But God gave him a promise because of Caleb's faithfulness. And Caleb trusted that promise. Right? Caleb didn't go. This is what we have to understand about Caleb. Caleb didn't go and, and be a, a faithful spy to come back and give a faithful report because he wanted the land. This is what we have to understand about scriptures. He didn't do this because he wanted something, but because he did this, God gave him something. Same thing goes for King Solomon. Remember King Solomon? He told King Solomon that he could ask him anything he wanted. And King Solomon said... I, I really want to be wise so that I can care for the people that you have given me to care for. And God said, well, because you asked for this, you could have asked for anything. You could have asked for riches for yourself. You could have asked for anything because you did this, because you championed what was important to God. God says, I will give you wealth and riches and all this type of stuff as well. And so when Caleb comes back around, when he's saying, hey, God promised me this right? He's saying that because I'm not, I'm not saying something that I'm demanding of God. I'm saying this is just what he told me. This is what he said. And I believe him. I take him at his word. I believe what he said. And when he promised it, I believe it. And Joshua, just in case you forgot while you're divvying out this land, don't forget that God promised me this one. Whew. Amen. Hallelujah. Anastasia said Caleb had to wait for 45 years to remind God of his promise and his descendants. 45 years. Just patience and obedience at work here. And then trust. Come on. Donita says, verse 7, scouting the land at age 40. She said 40 must feel different back then than today, especially seeing how hype Caleb is at 85 <laughs> to tell them all of this. Come on. Latrice says, Caleb trusted in God's strength and not in his own. Verse 12. Amen. Donnie said, timeless truth. Come on, pull it out. She says, timeless truth. Wait on the Lord. 
They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. Like it, it, it gives a whole new context on waiting on the Lord and why this is so impactful, right? Mm. Hallelujah. So Leah said he waited 45 years and I don't want to wait 45 minutes. Lord, help me. Me too, sis. Janice said God kept him strong and healthy too. Obedient faith leads to abiding strength. Ooh, come on. That, ooh, obedient faith leads to abiding strength. Come on. Alicia asked the question, why didn't the Levites get any land, but the others did? That's a great question. So the Levites were, so this is what it said. This is the Levites, their, their inheritance was the Lord. These were the priests. And this is actually what I learned that I didn't know before. I knew that they didn't get land because I knew that, you know, God was their inheritance and God would take care of them. But, but look here, it's a little different. I, I had to really study this thing out. So before we got on here, I was like, oh, wait. So it says that they didn't get any land except cities to live in, which I knew they got like little cities all throughout Israel. So they weren't clumped together. Like they didn't have the land of the Levites, like Judah had the land of Judah. They were all, clumped, they were all over the place in different cities. But then it says they were given pasture land for their cattle, which blew my mind. I had to go look at, study this because I was like, wait, they had cattle and they had livestock? I thought they didn't have anything. And this blew my mind. So the Levites... They had, they had things, they had things they could do for finances, but two weeks out of the year, two weeks out of the year, a group of them would go and serve at the tabernacle or the temple. A group of them would go and serve. And those two weeks, they could not work. They could not do anything. So the offerings that came in during the time they were serving were going to cover them. I thought I that was mind-blowing to me because I didn't know they had any. I was like, oh, they had a title. I mean, I, I read this, but wow. And so that's kind of how that happened. So the priests, all of that is just so interesting, but it is showing how God took care of them, sustained them, and was their inheritance. They had a very different story than everybody else around them did. Jessica says, it's his patience, long-suffering, seeing other people get their land before him and all now he gets to receive the promise of God. Come on. Now he gets to receive the promise of God. Donnie just said, Caleb was still hype enough to push out another group regardless. He still wanted his promise. Look, he's like, look, I don't care that there's still giants in the land. <laughs> I didn't care then and I don't care now god is able that is still come on caleb that is still his stance when he went in the first time there was giants in the land everybody said that you can't take this land and he said no nah, we can do it with the lord's help nobody else believed him nobody else would go with him but look at him 45 years later there is still giants in the land and his confession has not changed his confession has not changed his confession is not changed perhaps the lord will be with me and i will drive them out as the lord promised 
Come on, he's like, it doesn't matter how old I am. The Lord with me. I still have the same confession I did 45 years ago. With the Lord, it doesn't matter how old I am. With the Lord, it doesn't matter who believes me or not. With the Lord, it doesn't matter who will go with me or who won't go with me. With the Lord, we are well able to take the land. Woo! Caleb was like, the size of the enemy doesn't matter. Come on. Caleb, whoo! The size of the enemy. Caleb's like, I... With the Lord, it doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter. I still stand by the same confession that God is able and God is faithful. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, every time I read about Caleb, I just smile. I have to smile. Because can you imagine? He's 85 years old. Like, we well able. Come on. Anastasia said, even at 85, he was hype and strong for battle. 85, he, he, he told about his years. He was like, look, I was 40 when this happened. It's been 45 years. And come on. He's like, I, God's got this. He God's kept me this long. And, and, and God, Caleb, Anna said, Caleb sounds like a hype man. Caleb is God's hype man. God's got it. God's got it. Like, that's Caleb. That has been his stance for all this time. And he outlived everybody like, God's got this. Oh, don't. I can just imagine what living with Caleb must have been like. I mean, this is just my imagination running. But I mean, I just imagine what it must have been like to fight alongside Caleb. Don't y'all remember what the Lord did? Don't y'all remember how he parted the seas? Don't y'all remember how faithful he is? Come on. I could just imagine. I mean, I don't know if y'all have those friends in your life that they're just like, they will constantly remind you of what God is capable of. They won't let you just sit and forget the promises of God. That's Caleb. He's that friend. He's that one that's like, look, I don't care what nobody else is saying. I don't care if everybody is saying you can't do it. If God said we can take this land, we can take this land. Okay. Sometimes, like, I just got to read this little excerpt about Caleb to just be like, whoo, like, it gets you, like, hype, like, God is able, amen. Genesis, with the Lord, nothing else matters. With the Lord, nothing else matters. I am able and I'm willing. Come on. With the Lord, it doesn't matter if every other spy is doesn't believe what I know. With, with the Lord, it doesn't matter how old I am. Come on. Whoo. Hallelujah. Come on. With the Lord, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. With the Lord, it doesn't matter how long I had to wait. Like Caleb, Caleb is not complaining here, right? He's not like, oh, I had to wait 45 years and oh. No, he was like, look, God kept me for 45 years. Do you see the dip, the subtle difference in the way that he's handling the weight? The subtle difference. He's like, he sees the 45 years as a blessing. Like the subtle difference. Man, sometimes I see 45 minutes as like, oh my gosh, why do I have to? But Caleb saw the 45 years as a blessing. He says, he says, and you see in verse 10, and you, as you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised. Come on, the weight was a blessing too to Caleb. The weight was a blessing. And now that he's here, the land is a blessing. 
Caleb lived his life like every moment was a blessing and that he had the opportunity to live in the blessing of the Lord. We look at Caleb and like, man, Caleb, you had to wait a long time. And Caleb was like, woohoo, God kept me for 45 years. It's a whole different perspective. He's like, yeah, God kept me strong. God kept me mighty. I was able to go into the promised land. I got my strength about me. The weight was a blessing too. Whoo. Hallelujah. God is so good. Latrice says, um, oh, hold on. I think I missed one of the parts that she said. She says, and read what he says. I have wholly followed the Lord my God. This was his lifestyle. This should be us in the years we are given. He wasn't trying to retire at 85. Dude was ready to go to war. (laughs) Caleb was like, look, I am still strong. And that is because of the Lord. I am still able. I look, and that is because of the Lord. We're looking at him like, oh, man, Caleb, you had to wait 45 years. And Caleb's like, woo, look at me. I waited 45 years. And look, I'm still strong because of the Lord. He has a completely different attitude about all of this. It was all a blessing to him. Come on. When you start seeing patience and when you start seeing long suffering and things, and when you start seeing the weight as a blessing too, when you start seeing what God does in the weight, come on. Caleb had a testimony about what God did in the weight. David, remember, had a testimony about what God did in the weight. Because when it was David's turn to be in war, they were like, who are you? How are you going to be in war? And you know, you're not, you're not, you're not a soldier. And David was like, oh, wait, God delivered me from the lion and the bear. And, and he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? David's like, I got enough testimonies from my waiting season to give me the understanding of what I need to do in my mountaintop season, right? I've got enough testimonies in the valley. I've got enough testimonies from the wilderness to know that when I'm on the mountaintop, the God that was with me in the wilderness doesn't all of a sudden change. He's the same God. I've got blessings there and I know I've got blessings here too. When we start looking at the situations as not this is the uh, waiting time and this is the woohoo, mountaintop. It's like, nah, God's with me here too. Caleb said for 45 years, God kept me strong. I've got a testimony from the wilderness too. Don't get it twisted. Caleb was not waiting for the mountaintop experience in order to be like, I'm blessed of the Lord. It was like, God kept me strong in the wilderness. God kept me strong through these 45 years. And now I'm seeing not the faithfulness of God. I'm seeing more faithfulness of God. I'm seeing more faithfulness of God. A lot of times when the blessings come, we say, oh, it's the faithfulness of God. As if God wasn't faithful. No, no, no. We're just seeing more faithfulness of God because I saw faithfulness while I was waiting too. So now I'm just seeing more faithfulness of God. God is continuing to be who he always was, faithful. 
He was faithful in those 45 years to Caleb. Caleb recognized it. And now he's, he's, Caleb is just seeing more faithfulness of God. It's just God is continuing to do what God does. But sometimes when we forget that God is faithful in the valley, when we forget that God is faithful in the valley, we get shocked when he's faithful on the mountaintop. Or we get shocked when he's faithful in the promised land. Caleb wasn't shocked. He was just reminding, he was reminding Joshua. He wasn't even reminding God. He was reminding Joshua, hey, I know you're divvying up this land, man. Don't forget what God said. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Right? Caleb wasn't sitting around waiting for God to be faithful. Like a lot of us are sitting around waiting for God to be faithful, waiting for God to fulfill the promise that he gave. Wait, Caleb wasn't sitting around waiting for God to be faithful. Caleb was watching God be faithful in his life right then. Caleb was watching God be faithful in his life right then in the wait. He was watching the fact that he was getting older, but he still felt strong. He was watching the faithfulness of God. And this is something God had to, is getting in my heart. He's like, Dominique, stop waiting to see my faithfulness and instead perceive it where you are. I have a question and type it in the chat. How can you see God's faithfulness right here where you are in your life right now? specifics. Caleb had specifics. He was like, hey, for 45 years, God has kept me strong. There was faithfulness of God the whole time. Like I watched, literally, Caleb watched all his friends die in the wilderness and he still was alive, kept strong. The promise of God was was being fulfilled in front of his eyes. He wasn't waiting to get to the promise and he saw Sometimes our eyes are so closed to what God is doing right now in our lives because we're waiting to see the faithfulness of God. And God's like, if you would open your eyes, you would see it right here. You would see it right here. Come on, Salia says, keeping me alive. I'm not supposed to be here, but God. Come on, when you can recognize, hey, God is doing something in my life right now. Right now, we might be thinking, well, there's a lot of promises that I feel like God, you know, hasn't hasn't done yet. Okay, but what is he doing right now? Can we see the faithfulness of God right now? Whether we feel like we're waiting for something big that he's promised us. But the question is, can we see the faithfulness? Because we shouldn't be waiting to see God's faithfulness. We should be seeing it right now. And every step we take, it's just more faithfulness. We see more faithfulness of God. We see more faithfulness. We see more faithfulness. We see more faithfulness. Come on. Donita said, I can see God's faithfulness by shifting to an attitude of gratefulness and what I have survived or been blessed with. Come on. When we begin to see how God has moved in the challenging situations, we see more, we continue to see the faithfulness of God. We continue to see the faithfulness of God. So Caleb was not waiting on the Lord with his eyes clenched shut. He was waiting on the Lord while watching the faithfulness of God. Latrice says, I have two kids with sickle cell. 
the stuff people said when they were born and coming up. One is 21 and the other is 22. 22 had a stroke at 13. And that was another testimony of God's faithfulness. Come on. Of God's faithfulness. Brandy says, the improvements in my marriage last year, the visible changes in my husband and I, God's faithfulness. Woo! A lot of times we miss the, the subtle changes because we were waiting for this thing to happen. This, this pinnacle moment. And we're missing the faithfulness of God along the way. The faithfulness of God along the way. Woo! Before the promised land, right? Is God faithful in the wilderness? Yes, he is. Was God faithful to Joseph while he was in prison and while he was in, in, in slavery? Yes, he is. Come on. Alicia said God gave him the power to do it and he was blessed with the land after he did what the Lord asked of him. Come on. Alicia says verse 15 where it says, then the land was free from war stands out to me. The fact God gave him strength to defeat the Anakite, uh, Anakim, yep, to give him strength to defeat the Anakim. And after he defeated them, there was no more war in the land. So God was faithful, completely faithful. He's faithful along the way. He doesn't stop being faithful. Erica says, for keeping my stomach full and lights on. Come on. Whew. Some of us may have a business that we want to, we believe that God gave us this business and that it was it's going to be successful. It's going to make this amount of money. Maybe, maybe you believe that it's going to make this amount of money and, and it's not, right? And it's not currently there. But are we watching the faithfulness of God along the way? The doors that he's opening, right? The directions that he's leading. The fact that, that you're able to keep bills and things paid. Like, are we watching the faithfulness of God along the way? Or are we saying, God, why isn't this, hasn't this happened yet? Why hasn't this happened yet? Come on. Donita said he, he watched for 45 years. He watched all that he knows change. But God stayed the same. Even the leadership changed, right? Because Moses was the leader he was under. Jo Joshua was the guy he fought alongside. Moses was the leader. Joshua was the guy that he fought alongside. And then there was even a shift in leadership. But Caleb, his testimony remained the same. God is able and God is faithful. I'm not waiting to see the faithfulness of God. I see the faithfulness of God right now. Hmm. Audrey said, God kept me through my heart piercing pain of my daughter and husband transitioning. Woo. Faithful. Come on. Faithful. Anastasia said, God has kept me alive for the purpose he wants me to fulfill. Lots of perspectives changed even my, in my marriage. I could have been dead just like Caleb, but God kept me and is still doing his wonders. God is faithful. Not, not, I don't have to wait for the faithfulness of God. He's already faithful. 
Erica says, too many times I said, God, why haven't you? Me too, sis. I think a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, God, why? Why? I... Come on, Trishana said, the consistency of God. I don't know. This is a reminder for somebody. God is faithful. God is consistent. He, just because it hasn't happened the way you think it should right now, open your eyes and see the faithfulness of God right where you stand today. Open your eyes and see the faithfulness of God right where you are today. Open your eyes and see the faithfulness of God right where you are today. Remember what we talked about some day, some days ago, some weeks ago. Remember when they were about to go to battle and Joshua saw the commander of the Lord's army and the commander of the Lord's army said to him, take off your feet because, or take off your shoes, your sandals, because the ground you're standing on is holy. And remember, we made the connection to, oh, wait a minute, that's the same message that, that Moses was given in the wilderness for him to take off his sandals because the land he was standing on was holy. So God showed us at that, that point on that study that the wilderness and the promised land are both holy because they are both set apart for God's purposes, right? God didn't have to wait for them to get to the promised land, for them to say, this is holy. No, no, no. God, God intentionally identified that where Moses was then and where Joshua was then, it was both holy ground, right? So we don't have to wait. See, this is the thing about waiting on God. We're not waiting on him to show up. He's already here. He's already here. This is what Caleb recognized when he gave the first report, when he said, we are well able. Why? Because I don't have to wait on God. He's already here. I know what he said. Come on, hallelujah. I know what he said. And Caleb held to that testimony that God is already faithful. I don't have to wait for him to be faithful. He's already faithful. And so therefore, while I'm walking this journey out, I can open my eyes to see the faithfulness of God. I'm not, Caleb did not relegate the faithfulness of God only to God giving him land. Caleb also saw the faithfulness of God and the fact that his body was being kept strong for 45 additional years. While friends and family and so many other people, leaders were dying. God was keeping Caleb strengthened because of his faithfulness. God rec Caleb recognized, I don't have to, I don't have to think God's not being faithful now. God is being faithful now. Donita said Caleb watched his scouting friends be elevated into leadership, and he had to remain where he was in position for 45 years. This is the only one scouting friend got elevated, right? Joshua. And he remained where he was, right? Kept his, held his position. He was all right with that. <laughs> hmm. Melissa says, God faithfulness is, is in here and now. Our children are doing well in this temporary place until they go into eternity. Trust, faith for loved ones. Come on, hallelujah. 
Erica says, we want our prayers answered today. God's timing may be tomorrow, next week, or 20 years from now. Somebody gave us an age time frame. If I don't get this, if I don't, if I don't get married by 25, or if I don't have a, a stable and secure job by 27, or if I don't do this and I don't do that, then I'm a failure. Caleb was like, I'm 85 years old and I'm still strong through the grace of the Lord. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He wasn't caught up on age. Let us not be either. Let us not be either. One of the most amazing testimonies. One of the most amazing testimonies that I see even today, I, I work for a guy. His name is Alan Parr. And his testimony to me is so awesome. His testimony is that, you know, he felt this call of the Lord on his life from when he was in his 20s. But it wasn't until he was in his 40s that he actually started a YouTube channel, got married in his 40s, even though he desired all the stuff in his 20s. God is faithful. We put age, age limits on God. He didn't put age limits on himself. God is faithful. Hidden in Jesus. Hey, brother, he says, I think the answer is right there. But we walk in the wilderness ourselves being distracted and not getting it yet. The promised land was 3.5 walking days. They took 40 years. Come on. God already had all your answers before you were even born. Come on. Hallelujah. Ooh, Bevy says, let us not compartmentalize God's faithfulness. God is always faithful throughout the scenes of our lives. Ooh, that hit me. Let us not compartmentalize God's faithfulness. Let us not compartmentalize God's faithfulness. That I only expect to see him faithful here, that I miss him being faithful all along the way. Genesis talks about Caleb. He says he didn't get all jealous when Joshua was the leader, though he was right there with him at the beginning. My husband said something to me yesterday. He said that the start of resentment is jealousy. Hit me like a ton of bricks because he was right. And why do I get jealous? Because I take my eyes off the faithfulness of God and put my eyes on a person and determine what that person has I should have as opposed to just God is faithful. Do you know how light it is when you just take off all the burdens, all the heavy things and just rest in the fact that God is faithful? I don't have to compare what God did in that person's life and in that person's life versus what he's doing in my life. Caleb didn't sit there and be like, God made you. I should have been because I was. No. <laughs> like what would happen in our lives? We're getting ready to go, but this just hit me. Like what would happen in our lives if we intentionally just opened our eyes to see the faithfulness of God where we were? 
Like what would happen if we intentionally just every day, like I just want to be grateful and 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 list out the faithfulness of God. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss a moment, right? What would happen in our lives? I believe that our, our, our shoulders, everything would get lighter, right? When we recognize the faithfulness of God, because now I don't have to go looking at everybody else. I can just look at God. I don't have to look at everybody else for my answer. I can just look at God. I don't have to look at my circumstances for my answer. I can just look at God. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding comes when we look at him. When we, when we intentionally focus on him. Come on, hidden in Jesus said, look at Daniel. He prayed and asked God, why did you not answer me? Then God said, I already answered you the first time you prayed, but there was a delay. There was an opposition, demonic battle, but God already answered. Look, God is faithful. <laughs> when, we rem- when we just allow ourselves to remember, God is faithful. I'm not gonna let my circumstances determine my what I think about God. God is faithful. Sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to recognize, just like Caleb did. Hey, look, God has been keeping his promise to me. Caleb said he kept me for these 45 years. He kept me strong. I don't have to look at somebody else and be like, well, why did they get this position? And why did they? No, no. I don't have to look at what God is doing in my life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful. Right here, right now. God is faithful. I don't have to be jealous of somebody else. I don't have to like look at my circumstances and determine. No, no, no. God is faithful. God is faithful. Like, can we get that in our hearts today and then intentionally go and look for the faithfulness of God right where we are? God is faithful. If we think about it, why I love Erica says on Sabbath, this is seen for me because I tell myself all worries are not allowed today. Come on. And when we think about why do we worry, we worry because we take our eyes off of God and put our eyes on ourselves, and we see the limitation of us. And then we start to worry. Think, think about Peter on the, on, uh, when he walked on the water. I mean, big props to my brother Peter. At least he got out the boat. But why did he start to worry? Because he started to look at the circumstance and then look at himself and his lack of being able to do anything about the circumstance. And he started to sink when we take our eyes off God, worry happens. What happens when we intentionally throughout our day on purpose? Like set a timer on your phone, on your watch and say, hey, stop everything five minutes. Identify the faithfulness of God where you are right now. What happens when we make that a daily practice so that we can mentally and emotionally remind ourselves that God is faithful? Keep my eyes on him. God is faithful. God is faithful. Anastasia said, as our journeys are different, so is our story. But what remains the same? 
the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. God is faithful. I dare you. I dare us all to set a timer. Like a couple of them. My friend Shannon, she used to do this. She would set because she realized she was getting into a place of jealousy and resentment. And, and, and so she started setting a timer on her watch. And every time the timer rang, she would stop and identify something that she was grateful to God for that was happening in that moment right then. The faith, she would basically she would identify the faithfulness of God right there in that moment. We can easily get swept away by our circumstances. We can easily get swept away by the time restrictions that we put on things or we thought that it would happen by now or whatever. We could easily get swept away by jealousy, but we've got to intentionally say, nope, God is faithful. Come on, hidden in Jesus says people can be discouraging. You go walk on water and others will say you can't do it. Imagine people on the boat. People are saying, yo, Peter, you're crazy. Come back, maybe. I don't know, maybe they were like, oh, oh, hey, don't get carried away now, brother. <laughs> Who knows what they were saying? Or maybe it was just a look on their faces like as they watched the storm and they watched Peter and then maybe he glanced at their faces and he got sick. Who knows? We know the storm. We know that he took his eyes off of, off of the faithfulness of of Christ. And we realize in our own lives it's so easy to do. But let us take Caleb's example and identify the faithfulness of God even in the weight, right? What we consider the weight. Because what we consider the weight, Caleb saw as a blessing from God. That God was keep God kept him alive for 45 years, just like he promised. So what we considered the weight, Caleb considered a promise fulfilled. Hallelujah. Shifting our perspective a little. What will shifting our perspective do in our life? What did Paul say? Paul, Paul told us to, to, to not take on the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We've got to take back control of our own mind. And so intentionally remembering and recognizing the faithfulness of God is is a step in taking back our own mind, not being swept up by what everybody else is doing, whatever all the circumstances look like. Stopping and reflecting on the faithfulness of God right here, right now, where I am. Yes, God promised you something. Yes, God is faithful to fulfill his promises. You may not have seen the promise yet, but it's coming. And while you are walking that direction, watch the faithfulness of God in your life right now. Hallelujah. Praise God for the faithfulness of God that's happening in your life right now. We're going to pray. 
but we've got to stop letting our circumstances, our situations, our waiting periods dictate how we live our lives. They don't get to dictate how I live my life anymore. Come on. God is faithful. This circumstance might be hard, but it don't have to be heavy. Come on. Hidden in Jesus is Caleb, which means in Hebrew, a dog, was bold, impetuous, courageous, consecrated to God. Uh, impetuous, sorry. Consecrate, courageous, consecrated to God, vigorous and faithful in old age and invincible because he drove out giants. Why? Because he trusted the faithfulness of God. faithfulness of God. God has to continually remind me over and over again. And I praise God for his, his patience with me. But he continually reminds me, it's like, Dominique, your perspective will shape the way you live your life. Shift your perspective Change your life. We don't have to wait for God to show up. We just have to choose to recognize he's here. Live from a place of recognizing with gratitude. With gratitude. That God is faithful. God had to get tell me, get rid of all that entitlement mess. Well, it should be like this because it, and this should be happening. Look, look, that mess is messing up your life. Get rid of it because you can't see the goodness of God where you are. I shouldn't even have to fight no giants. I shouldn't even have to deal with this. Why? Get rid of all that. It's messing up your life. Entitlement and, 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 and jealousy and resentment is not getting you nowhere. And it's taking your eyes off of God. You're putting all of your eyes on your situation and your circumstance. And you're living too heavy. Put your eyes on God. Change your life. Put your eyes on God. Change your life. Woo. Put your eyes on God. Change your life. Genesis, God is bigger than any government, any nation, and even the giants we face. There is nothing bigger or more powerful than God. He has no equal. He has no equal. Whoo-wee. Put our eyes on God on purpose every single day. On purpose, see the faithfulness of God. Don't just walk out here and be like, oh, that was good. No, no, no. Set up some things in your life where you are, if you feel like you are struggling with entitlement, resentment, jealousy, put set up some things in your life where you remind yourself to be grateful. 
where you remind yourself to put your eyes on God, where you remind yourself to perceive his faithfulness every single day because you've got to rewrite the code in your mind that's telling you that the way you function is in a place of resentment and, and all this stuff. You've got to rewrite the code. That's okay. God's with you. God is faithful. Intentionally keep my eyes on God. Which means that I now have to take charge of, of the emotions and things like that so that I can direct them back to, uh-uh, we are looking at the faithfulness of, of Christ. It doesn't mean that I won't cry sometimes. It doesn't mean that it won't get hard sometimes, but it means that I doesn't have to be heavy. Change your perspective. Change your whole life. I looked at Caleb waiting period as a wait. He looked at it as a blessing. That God blessed him with a long life and extra years that his, his comrades did not get. I looked at it as, whoa, that took a long time. He looked at it as God is faithful to do what he said. Change our perspective. Change our life. Hallelujah. Focus on God, not my circumstance, not the person down the street that got the house I want, not all these other things. If we put our eyes on God on purpose, now this is not going to happen by osmosis. Sometimes we think that, oh yeah, you know, I read one chapter of the Bible, so therefore my eyes are going to be put on God. No, no, no. You've got to command your body your mind to focus on God. That's just like going to the gym, y'all. Sometimes I think that, oh, you know, I didn't read my scriptures. I should, no, no, no. You're going to have to make a choice, just like going to the gym. I've fallen off of going to the gym and things like that. But what I realize is that, hey, I've got to make a decision to go. And then when my body doesn't want to, I've got to tell my body, I know you don't want you, body, but we are going to get up and we're going to go. And when I'm looking at my husband sleeping and I'm like, oh, why he get to sleep in? Uh-uh, uh no, no, no. We're not getting jealous or resentful. We're going to get up and we're going to go because this is good for you. Especially you got to tell your body. You got to tell your emotions. You got to tell your mind because they ain't always going to cooperate. And we're too quick to take those things as if they are our identity. No. Come on. Hidden Jesus, crucify the flesh. And yeah, you keep doing it. It's going to get easier. We're waiting for our flesh to tell us it's okay to praise God. We're waiting for our flesh to tell us it's okay to, to, to be grateful. No, our flesh will never do that. It will never tell us that. We've got to tell the flesh, hey, look, this is how we're going to function, okay? I understand that you've been used to getting your way. I understand. But look, and we've got, we're going to have to put up some, some exercises to do throughout our life. Come on, Erica says, I'm sending my mind to the gym. Come on, we've got to put up some exercises. If you want to change your life, you've got to change your perspective on purpose. We can't, we got to stop waiting for our flesh to do it for us. And we've got to stop waiting for it to feel good. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to be grateful. Well, I don't, look at them. It feels, it, it feels something when, when we complain. 
but it tears our life apart. So then we have to think, okay, what things am I going to put in place in my life to remind myself to, 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 to observe the faithfulness of God, even when my flesh would prefer to look at what somebody else has and be jealous? Because let, let's be honest, jealousy is, is, is not getting us nowhere and it, it really tears up our mind. Come on. And then Jesus says a renewed mind does not do the things of this world. A renewed mind transforms us out of harmful patterns and into a life that glorifies our God. And that can feel heavy, but it doesn't have to be. All God is showing us right now is take what you are learning through Caleb's character in the Bible and just apply it to your life. Create Create mind exercises, as Erica said. Put that stopwatch on to remind yourself. Because look, your flesh is not going to do it. It's not going to be automatic. Because we've had all these years of learning how the world does things. And even though we don't like the result, it has now become automatic behavior. So if we want to change our behavior to resemble those men and women of faith that we read about in the scriptures, we're going to have to change some of the practices that we do intentionally. And we're going to have to do them until they become a habit, just like the gym. There are some there like my father in law. He told me one time he's, he goes to the gym every single day and he told me one time I don't even like going to the gym. I was like, really? But you're so faithful. And he was like, oh, it's just become a part of my life now. Like now my body wants to go to the gym. Like you keep doing it enough and things will start lining up in your life. You keep doing it enough and your flesh won't be so loud because it's like she ain't listening to me no way. (laughs) But it comes with, with intentional changes. When we hear a message like this, we look at Caleb and we, we, then what are we, what am I going to do in my life? Lord, help me to see what intentional change I can make today to remind myself of your faithfulness every day. Come on. Donnie said, read, pray, apply. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Erica says, we got to stop waiting for our flesh to do it for us. It won't. Bevy says, as we go out today, let us trust boldly in the faithfulness of our God on purpose. And then Jesus says, going to the gym gives us endurance, same as God's word, worship, prayer gives us endurance. Come on. Hallelujah. Genesis, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, And if, excuse me, think on these things, amen. Latrice says, yep, I've been getting up for a while early to spend time in God's word, but Lord knows when I started, it was hard. Now my body wakes me up before my clock. Come on. 
Genesis mornings with Jesus has been like that for me. Even on mornings that I really don't feel like getting up, my body gets up anyway. And that's one of the things about mornings with Jesus that God showed me at the beginning, even though I thought that this was crazy. I was like, nobody's going to come super early in the morning, study the Bible. But I, I believe that God was, I believe that God was showing to do this. And he was showing, he was like, this will be accountability for people to start the shift in their lives. It's not going to be the only thing, right? But for some, it will start the shift and the change in our lives. Just like the gym or getting a trainer or something like that might start it for us in our physical and health wise. Praise the Lord. God is good. All right, y'all, we're going to we're going to pray. But I pray that you guys start thinking about ways that you can intentionally, intentionally recognize the faithfulness of God throughout the day. On purpose. Intentionally. Whether that's by sticky notes in your house, whether that's by setting an alarm on your phone to remind yourself to be grateful, especially if you know that throughout the day you you slip into resentment and jealousy. Remind yourself throughout the day to be grateful, to stop everything. Maybe you give yourself an activity where, hey, every three hours I stop and I write 10 things down that I'm grateful to God for in this very moment right then. Even if I'm writing it down through tears, who knows? Hallelujah. So whatever those things are, however you're going to praise and worship God throughout your day, remember him throughout your day. Set it up. Hallelujah. God is good. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for how you're doing it. There is none like you, Lord. We thank you for the example of Caleb. Oh, man, we thank you for his boldness and, and, and that you allowed a portion of his story to be told through the scriptures that we can read it generations later. Father, I pray that as we move from this place, that you would help us to see how can we exercise gratitude? How can we exercise this perspective shift of recognizing your faithfulness throughout the day? How can we exercise that throughout our day, God? Teach us and show us, Lord, how to actively change our mindset and perspective. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And we ask you to have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We are getting ready to go. I'm so glad that you were here this morning. Uh, thank you, Erica. She reminds us to like comment, share, and subscribe. It really does help us to continue to spread um, these mornings with Jesus to other people. And for all of those that are watching on the replay, we see you, sis. I'm so excited to see um, hundreds of people watching on the replay. That's really awesome. You guys too, please like, comment, share, and subscribe if you are here on the replay. And yes, and you can comment if you comment your big takeaways, what God is really showing you, you can win a gift card of $25 thanks to Lenita, who has put that together, which is an amazing idea. I love you guys so much. Um, also, please keep me in your prayers, you guys. I am in my third quarter 
fourth quarter, I think fourth quarter of seminary. It starts today. So you may not see me as much in the app, but you have some amazing women of God that will be in there praying alongside of you. And I will definitely try to peek my head in, but please pray for me <laughs> as I continue um, through my seminary degree. And I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow on Mornings with Jesus as we dig in to Joshua chapter 15. I love y'all so much. And I pray that you have an amazing Monday and I'll see you Lord willing tomorrow. Bye for now. I told you God would show up. He always does. If today impacted your life in any way, would you consider giving a financial gift to Faith Mamas? That really helps us to continue to provide the Faith Mamas Tribe app for free, continuing to do mornings with Jesus, as well as continuing to provide the absolutely free devotional guides. If this is something that God has laid on your heart, please go to faithmamas.org forward slash give. Your gift of any amount would really help this ministry continue to reach women for Christ. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Leave those comments of your big takeaways. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, don't forget to download the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you're not there yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to build community right alongside you. And I'll see you next time for Mornings with Jesus.